0: corner <laughs> when i'm not presenting listening in and listen in hey everybody welcome to bass university live here on tuesday night take a quick break watch john cruises on the tokyo rig
1: be a part of the show get some chances to win some awesome prizes
0: it's bass you go you know we didn't have that back then dude the- the- it, it can just gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialing. (laughs) there it is welcome to bass university live everybody good to have you guys with us on this uh this winter day in december uh fishing season is uh is kind of it's cold, right? and A lot of people are throwing Alabama rigs, glide baits, big swim baits. They're getting it done in the cold weather season. Pieces of metal if pieces, you live up here. Pieces of metal. We got Kate trying to sneak underneath the camera lens, get her coffee back <laughs> to the office. Uh <laughs> we uh she's
2: crawling <laughs> on the floor.
0: <laughs> poke your head in that camera. There she is. You, you can God. see her. There she is. Um if you've ever received a, a prize from Bass University, that's her. Kate gets that done and makes sure everybody gets their stuff. John Cruz is coming with us. The Cruz right. Missile is going to be here with us, Rich. Man, a veteran of the Elite Series.
1: He is, man. I, I got to say, Johnny's probably one of my favorite guys to uh, hang out with and talk to. I mean, he's he's a wealth of knowledge, you know, not only in his tournament angling and his skills as an angler, but you know what he does in business and in life and everything it's just he's a really interesting guy it's always good when we get the chance to talk to him and we're going to be giving away a gigantic prize pack since he's on the show we did a a a missile baits contest on social this past week guys and uh, if you haven't entered yet you still can Um, the post is pinned to the top of the page on instagram and facebook all you got to do is go in like the post like the Missile Baits and the Bash U page and tag a friend in the comments and uh, you're entered in to win uh, the Missile Baits contest, which is a, a giant prize back. So we're in the Christmas spirit, Pete. We're giving stuff away.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, man. And I can't wait to talk to John. Bash University has been around since 2009. I think we started thinking about it in 2008. We rolled it out in 2009. It's hard to believe it's been that long. But uh, John was with us since day one. He's one of the OG bash university instructors he brings a tremendous amount of knowledge and his ability to communicate a message is second to none and um and we love him for that we love him because he's a great angler and he's a great teacher yep. and we're going to be talking about soft plastics obviously right he's the missile baits man in charge and he's <laughs> developed an incredibly effective line of soft plastics that have won tournaments at the highest level
1: yep he has and you know versatility is kind of the 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 focus of kind of what we're going to be talking about with it. And there's not a way that you can quick, you know, change your presentation quicker maybe than with a soft plastic. I mean, if you're if you're pitching around a a D-bomb, for example, and you think that that action's not right, uh, you know, your your rate of fall isn't quite right, you can so quickly switch over to a a a stickworm style bait the missile 48 and you're going to completely change the way that you're presenting your bait to the fish in seconds seconds you can keep multiple bags of plastics in your pocket and adjust on the fly and really you know uh, i think that soft plastics uh, you know from from the start of the season to the end of the season in tournament bass fishing they always play a role no matter what the time of the year is somebody's going to be doing something where a soft plastic is putting fish in the boat for them.
0: Yeah, it's the truth. And you know, one of the soft plastics and I know they've got a nice line of this style of bait, but the Ned rig, um in, like in the cold water application has been a surprise to me because a lot of times when it gets real cold right we do got to go to metal baits yep. or, or we go to different things to to trigger strikes but that ned rig is one that continually gets it done it, in the real cold weather it, it,
1: it, re- it really does and uh, the the cut down missile 48 and you just trim it down a little bit make it smaller it's a it's a bad to the bone Ned rig bait. You know, it's got a real good glide to it. Yeah. It's got good buoyancy when it's in the water. And like you said, it, it gets, it just flat out gets bites. And it's funny. We're talking about this. We actually released yesterday, uh, in our remastered catalog, uh, a finesse soft plastics piece with Mike. And one of the things that Mike was talking about in that seminar is how when bait fish are not threatened, they don't have a lot of action. They just have a, a straight, easy, yeah, calm, calm yeah. motion through the water and that's what that ned rig does. it's a it's a nothing bait do nothing it just glides its way through un unintruded and not scared and guess what happens when that goes by a big bass <laughs> 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 that's
0: what that's the way it that's what we love to have happen and uh and what so we're excited to have john we're going to be diving into to soft plastics we've got uh, what do, is that what we're doing? We're doing this big contest. Do we have anything else going on today, Josh?
2: We do have a like and share. So if you like and share our feed, you also awesome. win
0: some missile baits and a bash university hat.
2: So not nearly as many as those though.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. This is, this is our big prize. Right. Yeah. We're, we're going to be announcing it at the end of the show. Right. Um, and, and it's J- not too late. You can still enter. Yep. Go, go get yourself entered as many times as you can. And we're, uh, we're going to give this stuff away. I just want to say I want to give a shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles, man. I got the <laughs> me and Jake were sitting in the nosebleed seats all right, at the all right. at the Eagles game on Sunday uh, as they took down the Tennessee Titans. Uh King Henry could not gain a yard. It was awesome to watch uh, the offense and defense play so well. And uh it, I got to take Jake to his very first uh fo- oh, that was
2: his first one. Yeah,
0: it's very first awesome. football game. He got ex- cool. exposed to the pleasantries of the Eagles fans. <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
1: Something to be said for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> the Eagles fans are pretty rough. I know we have that <laughs> reputation, but uh, but we tailgated. We played some football and uh, in the out That's in the stuff, tailgate, man. we had a lot of fun. And, um, it's so much fun. As a matter of fact, we may go try to pick up another game, uh, another home game before the playoffs get started. Good deal. So, uh, it's, it's fun to watch and want to wish the Eagles, uh, continued success. We're going to take a quick break guys like this, uh, feed share it. And we're going to, we're going to give, put you in a contest to win some cool missile baits and a bash university hat. And we've got a really, really big prize that we're giving away by John Cruz and,
1: We absolutely do. And guys, while we're on the break, this is a great chance for you. If you're not signed up for the Bash University for the program, you can do it while we're on the break. The break is four minutes and 19 seconds long so it, 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 you, you got some time right we're doing an awesome uh sale right now at bash TV. we're giving you a 100 tackle direct gift card if you get signed up for the program right now annually and we're also doing a 50-day free trial where you get everything for 50 days for free so really there's no reason not to try it um go ahead sign up for the program and i think you're gonna love it and uh you can interact during the show talk to john cruz on our message board so
0: can't beat it. Yeah, get your questions ready to go, and we will be right back in just a few minutes at Tackle Direct Studios. We'll be right back after this.
1: What's going on? It's Riz here from the Bash University, and I am excited to welcome in Waterwood Custom Baits to the Bashu family. These are custom handmade baits in the south rainforest of Brazil. They're made of marupa pedra wood. It's extremely dense. It's resistant, but it's also really buoyant. They're made of quality components with a 100% guarantee. They're made for tournament anglers to get it done when the money is on the line. Guys, that was like my second cast with this bait. That's a Waterwood custom bait. These things are handmade in the rainforest south of Brazil. And I mean, as you can see right here, it's a fish catching bait. It's got the front hook. That means they wanted it. This baits, uh, it's running really true. It throws really well. Guys, check them out at waterwoodcustombaits.com.
0: ForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel, providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure, so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. Bassboatforsale.com. Check it out.
1: AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. AquaView.
0: Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. It is the sensitivity of the rod. That's made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod, the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there a the tournament.
1: Durability in the John Cruz Worming series, the counterbalancing in the handle.
0: It's the only rod i found that can withstand
1: my hook set. Boom! Goes the dynamite!
0: On the water, not spent fishing, is a moment wasted. That's why Minn Kota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Really glad to have you here at Tackle Direct Studios. Uh, man, you know what's going on? It's time to buy and sell a boat. Guys, go to bassboatforsale.com. If you're listing, if you're trying to buy a boat for this upcoming season, this is the place to be. High quality boats ready to go. Uh, it's a great way to get the best price for your used boat. So go check it out, bassboatforsale.com. Uh, John Cruz is coming on. Uh, we're going to be talking to him about soft plastics. Get your questions together. Uh, Jocelyn is monitoring the, the IM board over at TV. So uh, get your questions over there. You want to talk, ask a question to John, me, Riz, the whole team. Uh, we'll, we'll take it right there. Get subscribed to Bash University. I know Rich mentioned it before, but now's the time. We have an amazing Christmas gift, courtesy of Tackle Direct. I can't believe we're able to do it, but we've got an amazing Tackle Direct coupon. For annual subscribers, there's no better time to get signed up. This is a great time to learn uh, during the winter time uh, when a lot of lakes are cold or frozen. This is a great time to be studying up and getting ready for the spring season. It's going to be right, it's right around the corner. Uh, Man, oh man, the the elite tournaments, which we're going to talk about, I think they start in uh, just a few weeks. It's hard to believe, man. Yeah. Uh, But without any further ado, we've got two time Bassmaster Elite Series champ. The big dog at Missile Baits, the OG Bass University instructor, the great John Cruz, everybody.
3: (laughs) Hey, what's happening? How's everybody doing?
0: Man, we're doing doing good. You didn't know you had all those accolades, did you?
3: (laughs) It sounds good. It sounds good when you say it, Pete.
0: Well... It is good, man. You've been in the, you've been around this game for a long time. You've accomplished so much, and not to mention, I mean, and I don't know the number, but you've made a ton of classics. How many classics have you been to?
3: I've been to thirteen classics. Wow, wow, yeah. that's a lot of classics, man. It's a bunch, man. I, you know, I've only had a couple, couple high finishes. So I feel like I need to, you know, need to need to get back in there and uh, wreck, wreck some good, good finishes.
0: Well this is this is this is going to be the year. Every year is going to be the year. It's uh you know I know you'll you'll compete to win all the time and I you've had two monster wins and I I know we we talked about this uh, and I've thanked you for it but in my uh and my tournament on the Chesapeake you were covering it and I really <laughs> enjoyed having you there uh <laughs> talk me through my my dive in the water.
3: It was hard it was hard not to root for uh you because of our relationship so i had to like tone it back a little bit and uh i couldn't be like come on jt just dump one at the boat <laughs> if you would and then they just kept getting in and i'm like ah you know uh, i hey i appreciate
0: it man i i appreciate the 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 well wishes and uh i really thought i was going to pull that one off and congratulations to jt uh, for getting the w that was that was a job well done and, and I was I couldn't have been happier to have you there uh doing the commentary. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. And like I said, people think I won the tournament and I'll never correct them, you know. Um, absolutely. Yeah. We'll we'll put that in the W column.
3: <laughs> yeah. You want but, everybody's uh, hearts, Pete. You want everybody's hearts.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm all heart over here. And so are you. Uh, you know, you've uh you've got a lot going on down there. I know the holidays are coming or you, you know, you, you got a big holiday plans with the family. What are you doing?
3: Yeah, man. We, uh, we typically go up to New York for a week. Uh, Sonia, my wife's family is from the Western part of New York, uh, near Buffalo. So we go, we usually go up there for a week and then come back and go to my dad's for a few days, uh, here in Virginia. So we, there a lot of, there's a lot of holiday traveling usually for, for me, but, um, it's a lot easier to do all that when I, when I have my boat and I have everything kind of set up, but I, st- I still don't have my boat. I'm waiting on an engine. I don't know. I, I was just sending an email out this morning, trying to figure out what's going on, where the heck everything is. I see these other guys getting their boats in. So it makes me extremely antsy and uh, I will not, I will not be able to rest easy um, unless I know the exact time I'm going to get my, my new boat.
0: I imagine. So I know, we've been through a lot of crap with COVID and, and, you know, shipping delays and having trouble getting motors. And is that still happening right now or what, what's going on?
3: I, I honestly, I'm not sure, Pete. I, I mean, I just, uh, for one fifties, I just checked the other day for a Mercury 150 pro XS. is a two week lead time on a box engine. So that's nothing. That's And nothing. I think most all the engines are, in that same category, but for some reason, there's some kind of hiccup with the two fifties. And I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the issue is. Cause I know some other guys uh, from Bass cat are getting their engines. And, and uh, so anyway, I'm, uh, I'm trying to root it out and trying to figure it out right now. What, uh what, what's the model you're going with Bass cat this year? I'm going to run another one of the Puma STSs. I had, I had one last year and absolutely loved it. That is probably the best all-around bass boat I've ever I've ever been in, I've ever driven, I've ever been a part of. Uh, it's it's got good speed. It's got you know two guys mid seventies. Uh, it can take it can take big water. You can keep mm-hmm. the nose up. Uh, it's just unbelievably soft. It's a great ride. It's a big wide platform. I mean, there's there's nothing not to like about the boat.
0: Now the the Puma and the Cougar, the only difference is
3: the the layout, right? The the previous the previous Puma and Cougar, the the new Puma Puma STS is a totally different hull, much mm. wider, uh, a few inches longer. It's it, it's a totally different boat than the, than the pre, previous Puma FTD. No kidding. It's it, yeah. it,
0: It's a how much wider is it?
3: Uh, I don't know, but I can I think I can lay long ways across the. The deck of it i mean it's on the front i mean it's pretty it's pretty wide yeah. i don't know so it's a exact... noticeable difference oh yeah it's 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 a lot but it's still a great performing boat right um you know and it's got that good signature puma layout the layout is similar it's just much wider so you can you can get a ton of stuff in that boat awesome i want that one Yes, you <laughs> do. That's a apparently problem. i can't get one <laughs> now you, you should be able to this coming year i know uh, like Stetson Blaylock just getting his, uh, you know, Hank Cherry ran one last year, but he's he already has his his for this year, and uh, I think a lot of the guys on the on the basket team are going to go to that boat. Ed Lochran's going to that boat whenever he gets his as well.
0: I've been married to that Cougar, uh, and oh, yeah. I love that boat. I love that hull. And such um, a good
3: tournament design boat, in my opinion. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it really is. So, uh, but I I like what you're talking about. Uh, I'm going to certainly go down that road to that poom and check it out man. But I hope hopefully you get your soon. I know it's a, a lot of cuz man there's so much that goes in to tournaments and what you got going on cuz then once you get the yeah. boat now you've got to get it wrapped. And well, I
3: wraps the easy part man. I got I got to make sure all my electronics are dialed in and uh finish all the rigging on on the electronics and the way my boat's set up, all that kind of stuff, get it broken in. Uh then you got to get out there and get all your graphs dialed in. So I mean, Most guys know it it takes a couple of days to get all of your graphs set up properly. I mean, I've got on the back, I've got Humminbird and Lowrance on the front, Humminbird, Lowrance and Garmin. So there's five units I've got to dial all of them in, get them all set up. I mean, it takes, it takes time Man, you can't just get a brand new boat a week before the tournaments and uh, expect to perform at the highest level against the best fishermen in the world. Not going to happen. Do you, do you do most of your rigging
1: on your boat yourself, John, as far as the uh, electronics go? I do. Um, nice.
3: that now Bass Cat will run a lot of the wires, but then I'll, I'm sure there's usually something that I have to run. Uh, right. and then, I'll, you know, I'll install the batteries and, uh, just make sure it's all how it's supposed to be. I, I've done, I've done everything on it. I've, I've put power poles on before, but every, that, that power pole should already be on there. And, uh, just, we'll see, we'll see how far it is, but Bascat does an amazing job at rigging the boats oh yeah um, but I'm very particular and I want things exactly a certain way and and I want to finish up everything so that I know where everything is during the season in case I need to fix something
1: all right yeah that's 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 big too it's one of the good things about having to go through the fixes on your own boat is when you you know when you get in a jam and something's not working and you're either out on the out on the water or you're on right. the side of the highway or you're you know an hour before takeoff, you know how to fix it on that's your right. own when there's not a service crew around. I mean, that's it's awesome it. when there's a when there's a service screw that you can take it to and they take care of it for you, but a lot of times that's not the case, you know? So it's like you gotta be able to yeah. <laughs> be able to wiggle
0: your hands around in there a little bit. That's right and that's that's uh that's definitely true you got to be part-time mechanic yep. to do this but you're taking on a massive undertaking that's intimidating to me and i know a lot of guys like to install all those sonar units to get the harnesses the way you want it uh, oh, which yeah. ones are uh going to be integrated with each other how to get your transducers mounted correctly
3: Yep. How to do Man, the grounding, how to make job, sure everything is huh? grounded properly and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. There's a lot to it. You're right. We are, what what kind of batteries are you running? I've run lithium pros for over 10 years. Those are my opinion, they're the best lithium batteries you can get. They are American made in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, I mean you pick the phone up and you talk to somebody who knows what they're knows what they're doing when you when you call them. So you you get what you pay for. And they use it, right. they use a different type of cell in their batteries. Than any other uh, any of the other lithium marine batteries that I know of, it's just they use the same gel packs that they use in most all of the EVs out there on the highway.
0: Let me ask you this, because uh, you know I'm I'm going to be running lithiums this year. Uh, it's really my first dive into the that world. How you? Yeah. Are you? How are you? What system are you running? The, the dual thirty sixes, twelve volts. How? What are you doing?
3: I have one. I have one thirty-six and one twelve volt, and that's it. And then you you put the power pole charge on it. You program that power pole charge for the specific batteries you have, and you are done. It is. That is the combo. What about your cranking battery? What's that? What What are you running for your cranking battery? Uh, twelve volt lithium pro. Oh, so you're the biggest one that they make. It's a two. It's a two ten amp. It's a. It's. It's the mother of all batteries. Okay. It's bad to the bone. Gotcha nice
0: well that's uh and you've taken a lot of weight out of the boat on top of everything
3: oh my gosh yeah it it changes the way your boat gets on plane and you know i don't you load the live wells whatever your boat just just gets right up on plane no matter what i think battery
1: life and battery performance is like one of the most under talked about things as far as like things that can either positively or negatively affect your fishing like When you like when you have a a battery that you feel like, oh, my gosh, my cranking batteries start to go or it's starting to go like you when you turn over, you feel like it's getting weak or whatever. End of the season, whatever you have, whatever the situation is that gets in your head so much. Right. Like I've had that happen so many times where like I crank the boat and I see, oh, crap, my live well's turned off. That means my cranking battery is getting tired. That's all I can think about. It's like, it's no, I'm no longer thinking about the fishing. I'm thinking about the fact that is my battery going to start to get me back to the weigh-in.
0: Oh yeah. It's huge. I fished for an hour and a half on the first day of the open. With, with your boat running. With my boat running. Because I lost, uh, I didn't get a charge on my, uh, on my starting battery. Uh, one of the, the, the charging cables had become disconnected. So uh, you know, I started getting all these alarms, these low voltage alarms on my system, and I had to f- fish with the motor running. But yeah, um,
3: we gotta, we do what we have to do, right, Pete? I know you do it,
0: and that's it. You know, you j- it, tournament fishing is um, as much about overcoming obstacles
3: as is really about the fishing. You know, absolutely, absolutely. That's that's one of the things I love. I love about it. It is it's, it's challenging. It never ends. It's never the same, and there's always, there's always going to be something going on.
0: Always, always. And who can overcome them the best? We were, we were talking about this recently with somebody, I was always appreciative and admired the guys like that would have a breakdown and a failure, you know, whether they rip off their lower unit or their trolling motor doesn't work that day and they come in with 20 pounds. Yeah. You know, I'm like that, you know, that's, that's maintaining poise. That's, that's being able to get it done when all the chips are stacked against you. And
3: exactly. Yes. Yeah, just staying focused. That's it.
0: And you, you've been doing this a long time and, uh, obviously you're very good at that or you wouldn't be sitting in this seat. You are right. <laughs> you're right. But, uh, it's, um, you know, let us let's, let's dive into soft plastics. We want to bring you on. You are the man, you are the uh the designer of missile baits. You started missile baits and you've got a. we've got an amazing uh giveaway here, uh, courtesy of you, John. Thanks for that. Appreciate yeah, man. You, uh doing that with us. And um the uh there's so much to, man, we're so much to talk about, but we're we're gonna talk about
3: the whoa whoa what do we got going on over there yeah it's the chunky the chunky d man we're uh we're we finally got these things in stock and we're we've been shipping them yesterday and we're gonna ship them the next couple of days out to uh out to dealers but we released this thing at icast but man it just finally finally came in uh and it's a bait that i've been i've been wanting for a while and there are other baits in this category but i the specific size, the specific action was something that I was looking for and wanting for a number of last handful of years. And I was trying to find it out there on the market and I, I could not find it. So what what we ended up doing was making a it's kind of a bigger version of our mini D chunk that we put on of our our uh, our, uh, you know, mini flips and mini swim jigs. But it's a three and a half inch and you can see it's kind of short, compact, kind of chubby. Yep. So you can put a three ought four ought flipping hook on it. Sorry. Um, and then, and flip it or punch it around, or you can put it on a swing head because it's got these big flappers on the back that just undulate and kick really hard. And that was what I wanted. I want something that kicked really hard, but it wasn't super wide. As you can see, the bait's not super wide, but it's kind of chunky. Uh, and it's not too long. It's just, it's the right length. So this is, this is what you can just slide it right on the back of a full size jig, full size swim jig, swim that bad boy, flip it, pitch it. Um, just, I'm really, really happy about this, this bait. And then, uh, I think the packaging came out well to be able to preserve each of the baits and have them looking good and, and all that kind of stuff. I'll show them to you when I put them, put a couple of them back here, back in this package here
0: i love that bait the the we were out with uh brian schmidt filming uh on his swim jig look at that. that's a sweet looking bait the the uh he u- using the mini d on the trailer for his yeah. swim jig and being yeah. able to see the action of that bait uh and his confidence in it man it's a it's a tremendous action you know with those flippers the way that you've got them designed So.
3: Yeah, that little yeah. mini D chunk has a nice, just little subtle kick, and then mm-hmm. the the D chunk, uh, the chunky D has a has a it's a it's a harder, more noticeable thump. So, uh, like if you pitch it out, and you, and it hits the bottom, and you go to lift it up, you can feel the resistance as it's coming through the water, almost like a almost like a jig, because of mm-hmm. that resistance of those of those little flappers. It's uh it, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then that, that that's the other thing is you can feel that resistance as you're lifting up. And if you lift up and you don't feel that resistance, one's probably got it and was swimming, swimming out to you. So that's the other, other kind of neat little side note that you can follow in the memory bank.
2: I've yep. always wondered, how do you come up with names for these
3: baits? Because
2: <laughs> I think some of them are like crazy. And then we, have,
3: we, we have naming parties. We have naming <laughs> parties at, at missile baits and we'll, uh, we'll just throw names out there and see which, which sticks to the wall. And we had, we had a, I, God, we had a bunch of them for this, for this bait. And we, cause we didn't want to call it a crawl. We, we wanted to incorporate the chunky D uh, the chunk, because it's kind of like a bigger chunk. It can be used as a chunk, but it's not a chunk. And then we didn't want to call it like a D something. So we just kept batting this around. And then Alex here at, at missile. He just he said, "How about Chunky D?" And I, and I the first my first reaction was, "That's good." Let's write that. And so we wrote it down, and then we kind of thought about it, and we we had a bunch of other names, and then I we just came back, kept coming back to Chunky D because it fit, and I ran it past uh, Ish Monroe. I ran it ran it past Ish. Ish said, "Absolutely, Chunky D. It is." I'm sorry, right, <laughs> Chunky D. I it love is. That. Got a stamp of
0: approval. Seal of approval. I, I love the names. Like, I do too. Uh, they're the my favorite name, Josh, is their uh, their pro staff. They call them the bomb squad. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I do like that. That is that, that is
3: cool. What's your favorite name, John? Um, you know I, the we initially we started one of the first five baits we started with was the D bomb, and it's still our number one selling bait. And I don't, I don't know how we came up with that, other than that we didn't want to call it the F bomb, so then we (laughs) called it the D bomb. And I don't even know why it was we called it the D bomb and not like the G bomb or the C bomb or (laughs) I don't, I don't know. And but it just, it stuck, and we just started calling it that before we even started selling it, and then that's just kind of the name that stuck with it. And uh and I don't know that that one seems like that that one's one of my favorites. And then uh I really like the crawfather. I just think that's that's a lot of I fun. like that name. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: That is cool. I feel like I feel like there's definitely like a defensive tackle somewhere that they call <laughs> chunky D.
2: Someone commented and <laughs> oh, said yeah. chunky D sounds like a fat rapper.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fat Joe's cousin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's him.
0: <laughs> so we so the letter D, we don't know what that's that stands for nothing. No. I think we we need to. It's like it would be like destruction. Yeah. Well, they got the destroyer, the De cruise, it's the destroyer, the De <laughs> Yeah, I, don't know. I like it. Uh, well, I remember uh, Ish took the the D bomb and won, and and that really it uh, that's it didn't take long at all, right? It, no sooner than that that bait yep. hit the market. Into being in
3: business, and he went down to Okeechobee and put a hundred over hundred pounds of bass on the scales and blew out the tournament. So uh, yeah, he he definitely put that D bomb on the map. Is a
0: ch- chunky D can be used in that type of application, right? That punching application, sure. but it's
3: it's going to give you a lot more action. Yeah, it's going to give you a hard kick on the fall, and it's mm-hmm. and it's an inch shorter. You know, so it's a lot shorter than right. the D bomb. Um, I was going to grab a D bomb so I could show you the difference. Sorry, but here's the. Here's a D bomb. Yeah. You know, it's It's got yeah. the, the flappers on the backs, four and a half inches. And then the chunky D it's quite a bit smaller. You can see the size difference right there. Wow. see how much shorter yeah. it is. It's just a lot more compact, uh, with that hard kick to it.
1: That's one of the, like the my favorite things in a bait is when you can get a smaller compact uh, like a soft plastic like that and still get that three or four odd heavy duty flipping hook to mm-hmm. apply with it because it's like you're getting the best of the both worlds right you're getting like the you know the smaller offering but i'm still going to be able to use 20 pound line a four odd hook right and just give them the gas when they buy that's it you're in the your into that's
3: that exactly low with the chunky d yeah we're, like i said we're shipping those out um Right now, I mean, they're they're shipping the the fire out of them right now. There's a ton of boxes went out yesterday and today, and should start showing up at dealers here all this week. Well, look look for that, and
0: I I love the size too. Like Bill Lowen does, he gives great seminars for Bashu as well, and he's always in that in between. Like he's not finesse, he's not power. He's doing that in between size, and that's where mm. this is.
3: Yeah, I, th- I threw one of these in Bill's hand a, a couple months ago, and. When before we even went public with it, I was in the spring and uh, he was uh, he was cussing me because he's like, "Dag on it, John. Now you, gotta, you got to get some something else that I that I have to get, because I knew that, like you said, that is right up his alley. He loves <laughs> that size bait, that type of presentation. Right. And yep. uh, he's he's made a nice career using using baits similar to that.
0: Yep, twelve pounding you to death by just downsizing a little bit and getting bites right. behind everybody. So important, yeah. I like it's
1: like just to be able to f- figure out like how to get the fifth in the boat or like yeah. get a limit for that day. Like one of the seminars he gave is um, how to always catch a limit. And like, dude, it is hard to beat a guy that just consistently catches five. It, yeah. it really, really is in the long run. Like, just getting to a limit every day is it's an accomplishment and i guess you know having a a presentation like that where you get to use all your big
0: equipment but it's a
1: it's a little bit smaller offering
0: it's going to help you get that i i don't care what tournament trail you're fishing if you're catching limits every day you're going to make it to the championship you're going to make it to the next level uh and by doing that you're also going to you, you'll eventually get yourself in a position uh to get into the winner circle but right. I, I we've i know we've got a bunch yeah. of ims jocelyn uh that want to ask some questions to John, what do you got?
2: Okay. We have a few things. One, Mr. Higgs wants to know is the chunky D plastic, the same softness as a D bomb and will it still have that missile bait smell?
3: Yes, absolutely. It's, it's the same, it's the same, uh, soft plastic consistency as the D bomb and the crawfather and, and all of those baits. And it does have that same, um, that same sweet, stinky smell that all the other missile baits have. It's, it's a knee soil, Plus, craw oil mixed together is what that is. Niece oil.
2: Niece.
3: A niece. What is that? Uh, it's like a nephew or a niece. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It's sweet like licorice,
0: though. The smell. I I, I thought that was some some secretive scent lotion that you. A niece is supposed
3: there. to is a fish, uh, I think.
0: Okay. A hmm. horse. Very good.
2: Nice. Um we also have a question. Do the flappers have edges on them to catch more water to increase that movement?
3: Yes. They do. Yes, they very much do. I'll try to get it as close as I can and stay in focus. That's the the top and then the bottom looks the same. It's and that's the that's this is the action that you
0: get, you know, when uh when that's going through the water, they they uh they operate independently of one another you mm-hmm. know, one goes up the other
3: one down. Yep. And they, uh, they do a hard amount of kicking.
2: Do you have them in all colors?
3: We starting out with eight colors, um, to initially, and we finally got the last two colors in on Monday or yesterday, I guess it is. So we've been, that's why we've been shipping everything out then. The, uh,
0: now the top bait continues to be your D-bomb. Now yep. you came out and I know we did a a, a g- great seminar again with Brian Schmidt. I keep calling him out because I, I love Brian. He's just, a, he keeps winning at a, a very high pace, but he gave a seminar for us about catching largemouth with a drop shot in the grass. Yep. Right. That's, that's one of his, um, you know, kind of deals to, to survive a tough situation to, you know, catch fish that he would miss otherwise but the magic worm is uh i mean it was amazing it worked mm-hmm. extremely well uh for us then uh yeah. while we were filming and uh that that's uh that's a unique bait where you got you partnered with another company and uh how's that bait doing for you
3: yeah it's it the the magic worm is doing great um it's it's one of those baits that is still taking some time to educate and let people know you know kind of the understand the the whole deal behind it and it's basically where I was at a show a couple years ago and I was talking with the Mark, Mark that uh, works he's the operations manager at Robo And I was talking with him and uh, he mentioned something about thinking about starting to do some OEM work. And I said, uh, excuse me, you mean you're going to, you're going to pour baits for other companies. And he said, yes. Are you interested? I said, yes, let's do this. And he said, do you know what you want? I said, yes, I do. I want, I knew exactly, I knew I wanted the magic worm because I wanted uh, a bait that was that size that Robo Worm made with their consistency and the ability to do their colors, but it had different proportions from anything that they currently have. Like they have a great worm that works good, really good for drop shotting. But if you want to turn around and wacky rig that worm, or if you want to Neko rig it, their proportions on those worms are not versatile. They're not, you know, versatile to where you can use them for a bunch of different things. So that's why I sent them the drawing for the magic worm. Um, Greg stumped the owner. He, he drew it out, made the molds for us. And uh, man, they just absolutely dialed in all of the colors that we wanted. Uh, I was going to start with 10 colors. And so I had them to make up samples for 12 colors and I couldn't decide which ones not to do. So then we just went ahead and did 12. That
0: what what is uh what is their pouring process like? What what makes what makes them unique?
3: Yeah, they have they have a totally uh, Greg Stump, the owner of RoboWorm, He is totally designed a mechanical way to pour hand poured worms. So in the past, you know, hand poured worms have to be done one by one by hand, and mm-hmm. there you know there are a lot of imperfections in those. He he um, digitized that process. So they're exact pores every time he has a um, he's made all of these machines to make these worms exactly the right way. Uh, uh, it's taking, uh, there's a couple other manufacturers that in the recent years have gotten close, like really close to, to doing what Robo worm does, but it's still not quite a Robo worm. Right. And so if you're going to make some a, a bait in that category, to me, there was only one option, and that's have to have RoboWorm make that bait for you. And that that's exactly what we did. They've been amazing people to work with. I can tell you, Mark and Greg are just genuinely really good dudes. They really enjoy what they do. They love to manufacture baits that help people catch more fish. And, and that's exactly what we're we're into. We're helping design and then educate people on how to catch more fish. And that's it's just kind of it's been a really good partnership. Uh, for us. And we got another new project coming with them that we're going to release at the Classic. So everybody have to keep their eyes Ooh. peeled for that.
0: Hey now, Foot mm. on the throttle. That, Love that. Did they let you take a peek at their top secret manufacturing process?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and poured by a robot.
3: That's know. awesome. That, you know, they is were that a little true? apprehensive, you know, about giving away too much information. And I can, I told them, I was like, look, I can tell you one thing right now. I have This much interest as in 0.00 interest in doing any manufacturing. I don't want, I don't want any parts of it. I don't want any parts of manufacturing. I just want to design, go fish and promote and sell. And that, that's, that's what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to stay in my lane over here and y'all, y'all just handle all the manufacturing. We'll be good.
0: Hmm.
3: (laughs) That's good. Keeping top secret
0: information
1: with that with that uh magic worm john what's your favorite uh application for it are you are you drop shotting it a lot Are you shaky head fishing it Nico rigging it what's your what's your go-to
3: i've caught this year on tour i caught a lot of fish drop shotting a lot of fish right. on a, a little i call it finesse neko rig because it's so that worm is skinny right. but you can absolutely throw it on a neko rig i caught a number of fish on it just as a wacky rig fishing it up shallow around cypress Whoa. trees and huh. i mean i caught most of my fish at, uh, Santee this year on that worm, just skipping it around the cypress trees. So, th- I mean, those, those three ways are really the ways that I fish it the most, uh, and, and, a drop deep drop shot. Then there's grass drop shot. I call it grass drop shot. And then a uh, cover drop shot. There's three different drop shots, the cover drop shot. I put like a eight, no more than an eighth ounce weight on, and I Texas rig it. And then I'll, I'll pitch that into cover, like into laydowns, under docks, skip, try to skip it under docks, things like that. Like in cover, use a little bit bigger, um, line diameter, like 10 or 12 pound diameter leader there. Uh, but then when I want to go grass, I'll, I'll drop down a little bit on the line to probably eight, use the same hook and then, and I'll stay with that lighter weight. And that seems to be the best around the grass. If you use too heavy of a line around grass, I think it uh, impedes the worm a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, and then the deep one, I'm going to use like seven or eight pound. Uh, I'll Texas rig it or I'll drop shot or I'll wacky rig it on a drop shot fishing it deep. And uh, that's, that's, those are the three main ways I fish it on a drop shot.
0: Uh, The drop, what, uh, what role does that play in your fishing these days? Like, are you drop shotting in every event is it uh specific to certain events i I just noticed a lot of guys are really spending a lot more time with that rig these days
3: man i I keep I keep on in rigged up at all times I mean the tournament I won at st John's I I caught four right. of the five on the first day with tw- I mean an eight pounder I caught all those on a God. drop shot uh, with that <laughs> yeah. worm um, the the next tournament I ended up catching you know three or four of my fish the second day on a drop shot i mean even at florida and the harris chain right uh, but i mean i it's just i just keep it handy and and fish it pretty much everywhere i go if i if i need a bite and i think there's some fish in the area that's that's one of the things i'm probably picking mm-hmm. up i mean that's what that's that's really the reason schmidt won that tournament up there at the at right. mississippi river uh he the first day he was just struggling to get bit he got bluebird on him and he picked up that magic worm with, and just pitched it over there, that grass line. And like you said, the first one he lifted up on was a four pounder and ended up having that, uh, that big stringer the first day. It was almost 18 pounds or, or something the first day to give him the lead.
0: Yeah. That, that's a, it's because it's, it, it, since it got introduced, which seems forever ago with Aaron and it seemed I remember Brett Height and Aaron Martin being yeah. the first ones coming in and and doing damage with it on tour uh and uh it's just uh it's it's kind of developed a place where guys are using it more and more but we're and and it makes you incredibly versatile i want we want to talk about versatility i thought a fun way to do it john would uh-huh. be to go through this year's elite schedule and we could talk about the 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 soft plastics that might yes. be a factor in each one of these events sure Sure, let's and, do it. Um, uh, we talked about it a little bit uh because you know, ish just won or won the first tournament punching with it. Um, but we're at Okeechobee on the first event. And yeah, I Okeechobee, imagine the D bomb's gonna be a big deal for that.
3: Yeah, Okeechobee is gonna be interesting, and the weather's gonna kind of dictate what's going on. It's gonna be a little bit early for that bite that Ish was on. Uh, he was on the tilapia bite. And that it's going to be early for that. So in in February, it's going to be either cold and you'll be punching or it'll be warmer and they will be spawning. And um, either way, a D bomb is going to play if they're spawning. I think the 48 could could absolutely play. Mm. And then I I feel like if they're spawning and they're getting a little finicky, uh, getting beat up, you know, some of the areas might get a little more pressured. I'm going to have that magic where I'm ready to ready to, you know, yank a few into the boat. Heck, yeah. Well, the,
0: the I got to What's the tilapia pattern? Uh,
3: so the tilapia don't start spawning until the water warms up. Um, okay. So you'll have the tilapia spawning in like March and into April. And then like in, in May, the uh, bluegill start spawning real hard. So then they get on the blue, bluegill beds down there at Okeechobee. And that deal lasts, yeah you know, May, June. Uh, and then they, then they kind of get off of it.
0: Uh, I got you. So this will be earlier than when ish one you're saying. correct.
3: It's a month. It'll be a month earlier. I got you. Next one is
0: pretty cool. I love this lake. I don't get to fish here. I fished there just a couple times hundred years ago, but it's uh it's, it's a Florida Lake. It's in Southern Georgia. It's uh Lake Seminole. What, what, what's going to, and you know, oddly enough, I just talked about it. This was the first time I got introduced to the drop shot was B height. Fishing in Spring Creek, drop yep. shotting the standing timber in Spring Creek. I, I don't know. I don't know that he won, but we. I was just blown away about that technique coming from California. You know, uh, just we had, none of us had been doing it. But uh, what do you what do you think is going to play in February down there at uh, Seminole?
3: Yeah, that that term is going to be uh, spawn and pre spawn both. So there'll be, there'll be some spawn fishing, you know, taking your D-bombs, destroyers, uh, fishing for bedding fish. And then you're also going to have some pre-spawn stuff, which may mean more chatterbait kind of bite going on, rattle traps, um, you know, all that stuff. you cranking the, the grass, things like that on those, those grass points and river channel bends where the grass is out there, uh, you know, on those places getting ready to go back into those spawning areas that that's where some of the big stringers may come, but you also may have some big stringers coming spawning as well. So I, I think, I think they're, uh, like I said, D bombs destroyers are going to, going to play for real on those, on this bed and fish. Is the grass there on Seminole these days? Do you know? It is. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty good there. Uh, and it's hydrilla like it normally is. And it's right. running on that, on the, uh, the main channel, from what I understand, but not, not back in spring Creek. Uh, it's kind of spotty in spring Creek because they, they did that drip in there, which killed the, killed a lot of that grass for, for a number of years.
0: Yeah. I know they, they are always wrestling with grass on that, that chain. Um, next is going to be the big dance in Knoxville and, uh, it's going to be end of March, but it's going to be a little bit colder. What do you think plastics are going to play in that derby?
3: Um, uh, that's going to be an end. I think that's going to be a, a real shallow crankbait and, um, finesse jig type tournament. That's what, that's what I think could end up playing. Uh, I'll be, I'll be a spectator, uh, in that tournament, but I'll, I'll be wanting, wishing I could fish it. Cause I would probably try to keep a mini flip in my hand and, uh, with a little mini D chunk on the back. And I'm, I'm sure you could catch some bruisers that time of year.
0: That'll be that'll be pre spawn. Uh, you're guessing big, big time. Yeah. Yep. Well, all right. Well, we're moving on next to uh, a man. Another lake that I really like is right near our uh, production headquarters, mm-hmm. Lake Murray, South Carolina. What do you got there? Yeah, John? Mur- I
3: mean Murray's a great lake. Uh, that is that is going to be uh, like right at the beginning of the. Of the heron, blueback heron deal, where they get on those points and start start to uh, spawn in the mornings and at night and stuff like that, but it's or in the daytime, I should say, when it's uh, when that sun gets out. But I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be a little bit early for that. I don't know if there's going to how many like post spawn fish are going to be hanging around the banks. I would imagine there'll be a lot of fry garters and things like that. I think that magic worm could very very well play. A big, a big role, believe it or not, in the in that tournament.
0: Yes, I. It's funny you say that because I, the when I fi- I've only fished there I think one time, and that's when I started experimenting with tail weighting baits. Yeah, and uh, and I started I was throwing a a tail weight uh, down Lake Murray and catching some giants. Um, I love that. Like it's got really really big fish. It's got the bluebacks. Of course, when I fished it, I don't think it had bluebacks in it, but it yeah, certainly no, that's a more recent deal. Yeah. The um Santee Cooper uh, again, man, what a great schedule. I love all
3: it's, these bodies of water, you know. That's it's gonna show out again. You know, when we hit it last year, it was right at the beginning of when they were starting to spawn. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those lakes when they start to spawn, they spawn for about two to three months. So it's not like you're gonna, oh man, we need to hit that little two-week window. Nah, dude, it's it lasts for for a ways. And you can always find some spawners for about two to three months there, and we're gonna be about a month into it. I think if this go around, there's not going to be any if, ands or buts about it. It's going to be a, a definitely a spawning tournament. Uh, you'll definitely be able to find those trees where fish are moving in and out of the uh, spawning areas. Uh, I would expect a, a 48 and, um, a magic worm are definitely going to be play big time for those tournaments. Uh magic worm. I'm going to definitely have it wacky rigged. You can promise you that. And, uh, you know any spawners i'm going to be be flopping a big old destroyer right in right in their face big old creature bait
0: i like it now we were talking about uh this tournament uh in particular and i want to i want to ask you this question john because forward facing sonar i i swear i saw the guys using that to catch fish off the beds with with the forward facing sonar that they could not visually see is that happening
3: I must have. I missed that. I don't think that's an actual. Uh, I think some guys will look to see if they can see a fish. Like if they think a bed's there, and right. they, they, you can look to see if you see if you see a fish there or not. Uh, but actually, like trying to fish for it through the the forward facing sonar is not is not not possible. I got you denied on that denied
0: <laughs> maybe i thought i saw it i don't know yeah i saw yeah. him looking at cypress <laughs> cypress knees one of the guys and yeah and it looked like he was the way he was acting and behaving and repeated casting i thought he was fishing for a fish he could see on a cypress knee that was potentially spawning
3: uh, maybe i don't i don't know but i i, I wasn't doing it yep. i didn't do all that good but maybe i wouldn't maybe i should have forward-facing
1: sonar is kind of like site fishing all the time right if you think about it like, yeah. like what? yeah
3: it's it, but to for the bed fishing it's i think it's just very very difficult to, to sure. try to sure. do that
0: well next we're going to a lake i don't know uh well at all it's lay lake down in alabama um what's this, this is going to be in may like mid may what do you think's going on down there that, that's got to be post spawn right
3: yeah that'll that'll be post spawn that's another one of those lakes where they spawn for Uh, like not, not as long as Seminole, but they spawn for a month and a half or two months down there. Uh, they start in March though. So by, by the time we get there, it's going to be right on the tail end of it. Uh, definitely going to be a shad spawn early in the morning. I hope that we take off really early so that we can capitalize on that. The lake has got a ton of willow grass on it. Uh, and it's got some of the deepest willow grass that I've ever seen on any lake. It's got willow grass and eight, nine, 10 feet of water in some places. So it's, it's really cool. Um, It's got, it gets, it gets fished a ton, but there's a ton of fish in that lake. And uh, I heard it's on a, I heard this past year, it was on a little bit of a down cycle. Uh, I don't, so hopefully they'll have a good winter and maybe they'll, uh, maybe it'll show out a little bit, but I hope it's not on a downward cycle or a downward trend when we, when we go there next year. But I would expect to see a lot of fish flipping and pitching around docks and, and that, that willow grass around the bank. Uh, but then if they're running some current, you better be out there on those, uh, out there on some of those ledges and catching those fish. What's
0: your, what's your ledge bait, soft plastic?
3: Um, I mean, it's hard for me. I mean, Carolina rig with a baby destroyer and Mm -hmm. green pumpkin flash. And I I promise you, I will have one of those tied on there. I like, if I don't, it's so much, it fell off the the side of the boat. That's what happened.
0: (laughs) Uh, I love it. I love the Carolina rig. It's coming back. It's making a comeback. It's won two big tournaments last year. Yes. It's on its way. Next one. Sea rig,
3: baby. Sea rig.
0: Yes, the sea rig. June, uh, you're going south. south. Now, this is going to be summertime down there, the Sabine. But you have a history of winning these these, uh, tidal water events with a low tide flow. What's going to be happening down there?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. I think the Sabine will, will surprise some people. You know, we we've been last year, we went in April and then we're going in June. There's not a drastic difference in the two, the two months, as far as the way the fishing is going to be. Um, there's, there's no any, there's no factor for spawn in either events. The water's just a little bit warmer. Uh, there'll be a, maybe a little bit more oriented towards the, the main channels, but I, I can tell you right now, I'm going to have I'm we'll gonna have one of these bad boys. I'm gonna we'll have a chunky D tied on. You can yeah. count on it. I'll be pitching and flipping that thing around any kind of cover that I can find around creek mouths, uh, in areas that I think have a little bit more concentration of bait fish and fish. And then um, I'll definitely have a a little quiver 4.5, a little small quiver, pitching that around is kind of give them a little finesse presentation as well. How do you like that tournament, John? Because like the Sabine, it gets like a lot
1: of. You know it, it, it catches like a lot of hate because it's there's small fish and it, it can be tough or whatever but personally from like a viewership standpoint like I really enjoy that one yeah and, and seeing how you guys fish there because it's it's such a it's such a tough place to fish it's kind of grinder it's dirty it's you know it's it's shallow muddy backwater how, how do you like
3: going there uh, I like fisheries like that and you know Delaware is kind of in that category and to me you you win those tournaments in practice uh because Gotcha. you you just have to go into that tournament knowing that 90% of the places you're going to go are going to suck. <laughs> um and so you're looking for that that 5 or 10%. Right. And so you're just trying to run around and sample like you'll go I'll go to one river area and I'll just sample every place that looks halfway decent and try to find a section or a, a an area section that seems to be holding a little more fish. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe you know, I'll bounce around and bounce around and then you'll say you know what, there's a ton of bait fish in this area, something, and then all of a sudden thump, you get a bite and you go up a little ways, Thump! you get another bite. Yup. This is what I was looking for. So you try to find as many of those areas as you can. And then, um, you just try to figure out which one you think is going to be the most productive, which one is going to be the best on the tides that you're going to have for the, for the tournament. Um, And so that, that's kind of how I like to fish those. I really enjoyed those, those tournaments we had in South Louisiana as well, because it's, it's the same deal. Like, do you just searching and hunting and searching and hunting and searching and hunting? And then all of a sudden you see what you, you see the right stuff and you get bit and it's so rewarding. And then you just keep going to try to find more of it. And sometimes you'll only find one or two areas, but you just have to go back and try to make the most of it. And I think a lot of people, they just get, um, they, I, I think they don't know what to look for and they don't have that right mindset when they go in Right. they think that, Oh, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to figure out a pattern and it's going to work everywhere. No, nah, dude, it, it, you're wrong place. Dude. It don't work like that.
1: Right. Right. We can definitely relate to that. Mm-hmm. You know, fishing, like you said, the Delaware and even the Bay, sometimes it's, yeah. it's like, there's not really much pattern involved. It's like you said, you got to find those areas in that yep. section and then get, everything out of that section that you can possibly possibly get yeah that's that's,
0: that's a great strategy and if you, you find it you, you find a place where you can just live right for the tournament right
1: and, like and the, a, the days where you get six seven bites and you're like that was a good day i got yeah, i got yeah. seven bites yeah. today right but it's yeah not
3: a, i mean you know category. it's and also is, is being able like you guys see this on the on the delaware especially because you fish it multiple days um some areas you can you can basically roast it in a day a day or two, mm-hmm. and then you got to you got to have so you got to have multiple areas. That you can be like all right, I'm gonna burn that up one day, burn that up another day, and then on it. You you can't a lot of it you they are just not gonna replenish some yeah. of those areas because you're fishing for resident fish in a in a certain area. I mean, if under the right situations, yes, there can be fish that replenish, but a lot of times you're fishing for a resident number of fish that are it's it's a finite number. Right. And once they are burnt, they're burnt. No are, are you making a long run there typically? I've done a little bit of everything. I was joking with uh I was joking with Ed Locker and that he was asking me about it. I said, "Man, I'm going to have to find somewhere else new to go because I've I've kind of hit every area that I've known about on that river uh to, to <laughs> I said, "Now I just got to find something new so that I can make the place new again and and kind of, you know, keep it keep it fresh so i i don't know where i have not been but i'm gonna i'm gonna try to look for it when we go What? Well, cool. why,
0: why don't you run over to venice
3: yeah i mean well it, i'd get disqualified uh right out of the gate but i, w- I <laughs> would like it any kind of long run would be would be fun you gotta yeah. risk it
2: for the biscuit yeah. <laughs> that's
0: right
3: that's uh, right that's that's oh you're
0: not allowed to leave alabama waters is that what the deal is or texas? you can't leave Te- Te- uh,
1: texas yeah
0: yeah, that'd be that'd be a hell of a boat ride. There, think- was a, there was
1: a there's a pretty good nugget in there of what John just said. And that's the that at a lot of these places you have to look for like new water. Not necessarily because like you don't think that the you know there's gonna be fish in these other places, but like seeing new water it, it keeps you fresh and it's like it, it, it makes you you make sure that you're, you're taking, you know, an approach into an area with open eyes, right? Not preconceived right. notions. And sometimes history kills us, but if you're going to true. fish in new water, you're always in that mode of like, well, I don't know what could be, there could be a seven pounder here. There might be yeah. nothing here. You don't know. You got to find out.
3: Yeah. That's yeah. what I told people. If, if we, if we had the, uh, St. John's river on the schedule again, the only place that I haven't been is no, I, I've never gone North of the bridge in a tournament. And I would that would uh I was I would I might just draw a line at the bridge there in Palaka and go north all practice, all tournament, keep just heck make yeah. it totally all new. Yeah, I might that was gonna be my strategy whenever we do go back.
0: There's fish up there. I know oh, I know yeah. there's fish up there. They heck they catch them within the sight of Jacksonville sometimes. That's right.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of uh, it's underutilized up there. I, I love that I love this the downriver section absolutely love it but it seems like that's where most all of the traffic seems to go when we show up now so i want to i want to go the other way i got you well I, our buddy justin kimmel put a put a, a waxing on some fish yeah jk but, likes that likes mm, to go north there
0: yes i'd love lo, when i like to go north too it, it reminds me of uh the rivers around here it gets a little bit more right. delaware rivery yep. and Chesapeake looking right and yeah, uh,
3: it looks a lot, a lot of like Chesapeake. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Pete, yep.
0: Well, this doesn't. This is opposite for the next two. We're going smallmouth fishing on Lake Champlain. I, I guess we're, uh, you know, we're throwing that magic worm all day, every day.
3: Yeah, well, is there a St. Clair in there?
0: I don't have St. Clair, I've got Champlain and St. Lawrence.
3: Yeah, they're St. the St. Clair is at the end of uh, July and. And I think that's going to be, it's Yeah. It's going to be hard to not be a, uh, (laughs) a live scope. Uh, Let's just say new Robo worm project bait. I think I'm, I'm, I've got my calendar circled for that new uh, Robo worm project that we got coming for, for that tournament. I think it's going to be, be hard on them. Pete, we got to start a bait company. (laughs) <laughs>
1: it's it's genius. You start a bait company and then yeah. you just start making new baits and shapes and sizes and everything that the fish have never seen, yep. and then you release it when you need it.
0: It's genius. <laughs> Bingo. It.
1: Just, yeah. you just 10 go years win. too that's late.
0: All, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Just go win with it. Yeah, exactly. You're 10 years too late, Riz. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a hint? Are we dealing with a uh action-oriented worm? A, it's a, it's a straight tail tailed anything? Worm.
3: It's nothing, it's not, it's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. It's not a, it's not anything like earth shattering. It's just effective. That's what
0: we do. All right. Well, we're, uh, that's going to be forward facing Lake Champlain in August. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's tricky, right? Them smallmouth they're, they're scattered. They're going to be deep. What's going to, could be large mouth, could be small mouth. What are you going to do?
3: I think I'm going to try to do a little bit of a combo, a little bit of largemouth, smallmouth combo. I know that large the the smallmouth deeper are probably gonna dominate, but the uh I think that there, there will be a definitely like a you know a D bomb, shallow grass flipping, uh possible chatterbait kind of bite as well. Um, so I, I don't want to get too hung up in that, but I'm gonna probably do like 20 percent largemouth, eighty percent smallmouth, something like that.
0: I got you. What's the what's the soft plastic? We we uh magic worm in it, we flip in a D bomb. What do we the, what do? We that down?
3: new one's gonna play a role? Yeah, I'll just tell you that again. <laughs> Can you coming. send
1: some of those to uh, bashu headquarters <laughs> for some field testing? We'll
0: help field. you out.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be out at the classic, so you'll see it. All right. Okay, all right. Uh
0: this is cool, St. Lawrence River, but I like this because when they're going out of Clayton. And uh, it affords you the option to do a lot of different things. And, uh, I, you know, it was interesting because in the last one, I noticed the islands, which are always such a big, everybody talks about the big islands and the great smallmouth fishing out there. But nobody made the cut out of the last elite. Coming out of the islands, everybody was more mainland oriented. What do you think is going to go down this year? Well,
3: it'll be a little bit weather dependent because when we were there this past year, the uh the wind did not blow for four days. And basically people could run wherever they wanted to. And that's that's why the lake dominated. But when you when you have the wind factor, if you have a a day that the wind blows pretty hard, you're gonna see the river play a lot more. And if the wind blows pretty hard, you can see. You can see the largemouth. I think even start to show up at the scales a little bit. Uh, but when when that wind lays down, man, it's just especially later in the year like that. I think mm-hmm. you're you're going to see a lot of smallmouth out deep, out a little bit deeper, and it's just it's going to be dominated by the lake if if the weather allows.
0: I, the, I love the largemouth up there, and I I'm always sad because I never get enough time to fish for them. You
3: know. Right. Yeah. There's some really good largemouth fishing, you know, right there, uh, not far at all from Clayton. And and it just uh, you know, it, get, it gets overlooked and but then it gets overshadowed because everybody's catching bigger smallmouth. So it's uh I,
0: I know it you'll is. catch three and a three and a half and three and three quarter pound largemouth all day and and uh, yeah, it does Get you an didn't fish that day.
3: Yeah, and get you an attaboy for that.
0: Attaboy. In the open last year, I, I had 19 pounds a day uh, and did not make a check
3: in, oh God.
0: in the last open up there. um, I, Of course, I was smallmouth
3: fishing, but I just,
0: I, I, the, I got the, one better than
3: that, Pete. I, last, last summer when we were up there, I, I had 41 pounds for two days and did not get a check. Holy smokes.
0: Yep. What did it take? Well, you, you had to be right there. It
3: was like 43.
0: Yeah, it took 43. Whew. <laughs> it's amazing. amazing's it, amazing fishery i'm i'm uh, I'll be fishing it up the river this year at a Messina with the opens yeah. and uh are you gonna do any opens, john?
3: no i haven't haven't done the opens since two thousand and eight, and i I don't have any plans to do them, uh, especially not with missile and the family and the kids and all that.
0: yep well, ish is taking on the opens this year,
3: yeah, he got him a bowl full of it,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all night it could we in 24 could we see a ike ish john cruz
3: rental house reunion man i hope so because it, it <laughs> it'll be it'll be a lot of fun uh that would be that would be awesome that would be ideal if we can um just keep the old man out there for another couple years and then uh and then have ish qualify that would be fantastic
0: that would be fantastic uh well we'll We'll hope to see it too, man. And uh, the uh, the one other question that I had for you was uh, about colors. Now, yep. and the you know colors can be so specific, but I'm just curious as to, and I, I guess I know the answer. I guess an green pumpkin is your number one color. It seems like that's the number one color. What is, it depends, what is the top five colors that you guys it, sell across de- all shapes?
3: Yeah, it depends on the uh, on the on the shape. Uh, with the D bomb, the Bruiser Flash and Super Bug are the one and two, and they and they kind of they'll alternate. Like sometimes Bruiser Flash is ahead of Super Bug, and sometimes Super Bug's ahead. But then there's there's a a good little dip after those two colors down to uh, Green Pumpkin, Cali Love, and uh, Candy Grass. Those are like the next three. Uh, I would say uh, Green Pumpkin is at the top of that list. But yeah, Superbug and Bruiser Flash, and then and the Baby D Bombs, Green Pumpkin, and and uh, Superbug and Bruiser Flash are all about equal. They all are are very similar. So it, it's kind of funny how the different size shapes uh, have different sales uh, as as well. Uh, but then when you when you turn over to a finesse bait like uh, like the the Ned Bomb, Green Pumpkin blows just straight. Green Pumpkin blows everything else away.
0: That's, that's interesting. That's, and yep. I, I, I would have thought green pumpkin would have been number one across the board, but I guess it's not,
3: no, not on, not on flipping baits. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes
0: sense. Uh, let me ask you about your One of the things that I like to do and is important to me when it comes to colors, I, I always, when the sun shines, I like to add flake and I don't care what color I happen to be using, but I feel like it matters, you know, mm-hmm. to grab a little bit of that sun glare and um and that's important to me so i get that sunny condition i'm looking for something with some flake in it i'll make an adjustment on the fly and switch up how important is color to you
3: um i think it's a i call color a multiplier and what i mean by that is i think that the action and the size of the bait are much more important than the color
0: mm-hmm. and if
3: if you get the action and the size right you you will get bit then if you add in the right color then then you're going to get even more bites. It's going to be a multiplier. But if you, if you have the right color and the wrong size or the wrong shape, you may not even get a bite, but you have the right color on, but you're still not going to get bit. So that to me, that's the, that's what you kind of have to keep in the back of your mind is it's probably not as relevant on the color as it is on the size and the shape and, and and the action of the bait. That makes a lot of sense.
0: You know, color comes secondary. Right. Yeah, but it,
3: I've I've definitely seen it be a multiplier, like a four X multiplier. Yeah, uh, when sure. you do dial in the right color, it's it can be it can be a big factor, but it's not the only factor. You can you can take the right color, like I said, the right color and the wrong bait, and you still and you know and not even get a bite or get just a couple yeah. bites struggle.
1: That's one of the awesome things about fish and soft plastics, like we mentioned earlier in the show, is that you can make those adjustments so quickly and effectively from your action and size a lot of times you don't even have to change your setup like if you're flipping with a quarter ounce setup and you want to change your action and size go from a d-bomb down to the new chunky d you know you're completely changing what you're presenting to the fish and it takes seconds
0: that's right well you know and you know and i've also figured out who and you don't have to deal with this john but who how you who always has the right color is my co-angler in any tournament <laughs> that i fish in
3: yeah that's uh that's amazing how they do that it, it's it's remarkable we all got that one yeah. buddy
1: that's like that's always preaching like it's gotta be this color bro it's, yeah they won't touch anything else it's gotta it, be this not one.
3: the big purple flake the little small purple flake <laughs> yeah like they've got yep. microscopes and they're yeah. out there you know before they bite it Yep.
1: One hundred and twenty flakes, not
2: 115, one fifteen, one twenty.
0: This that's is Jocelyn's it. favorite color, by the way. What is the name of this color? This is like pink.
2: Yeah, that's why I picked it.
0: <laughs> the
3: pink bombshell. That makes sense. That's a good one. Where
2: line. would you throw that?
3: Yeah, that's a good wintertime color. It was a lot of the, a lot of those shad get get that kind of rosy look to them as they you know get jacked up, die, and whatever. They the wintertime is the time to throw that bad boy.
0: Huh it is, and you know smallmouth like the ripping or the uh the the Rapala jerkbait uh the X rap pink is a is a huge color for mm. smallmouth.
2: I take it back though when he said it's a wintertime fishing. I'll I'll switch my color then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not putting Justin's up like, with that. cold weather, cold nah, weather, not, not for me. <That's>... Well, we've got a lot to give away, guys. Don't forget you're watching us like the like this feed and share it. And we have a contest for that as well as our big contest. We're going to be giving away this prize right now.
2: That's pinned at each of our posts. So on Facebook and Instagram, you can enter um, like the feed, follow Missile Bates, follow Bash University and comment a friend and you could win that huge prize pack
0: outstanding
2: john i do have a question for you and a lot of people have been asking so many questions but um what is your rod reel gear for the chunky d
3: well it's it's such a versatile bait it's hard to kind of narrow down into one one specific combo there's uh uh, if i'm going to flip it and pitch it like kind of like riz was talking about i'm going to probably just use the same rig that i would use for like a a D bomb or a baby D bomb, just that same Texas rig, uh, seven six medium heavy cash and flipping stick, and a you know high speed good high speed Daiwa reel, twenty pound, sun line shooter be kind of my my setup. Uh, but then if I'm going to be putting it on a swing head, I'm going to be probably going more to like the worming rod, something with a little more tip to it, a little softer rod. Um, but then if I'm going to be putting it on, I, I'll put it on the back of a jig so I could use the uh, swim jig rod, put it on the back of a swim jig and, uh, let it kick around. So it really kind of depends on how I'm going to use it since it's a, a really versatile bait. Now I, I just love versatile baits. So you don't, you know, you can just get a couple different colors in that bait and use it a bunch of different ways and not have to have a whole boat full of stuff.
2: Awesome. Um, and then we have a lot of kayak anglers and they want to mm-hmm. know, um, since they don't have a lot of space in their kayak, yep. what would you recommend they always have on hand?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and, and so that kind of goes back to the chunky D what I was just talking about with those, that would be a good one. Cause you could, you can take this weightless, you could throw that weightless and then reel it across the top and it'll make a, like a little buzzbait type sound on the surface. Uh, so it would be a good one for, for kayak anglers. I would say a Ned rig, um, some kind of flipping bait, like a D bomb that you can, you can pitch around and then some kind of little small swim bait, like a shockwave or contact, something like that. Those would be the the type of baits that I would, I would keep in my boat at kind of at all times. If I was a kayak angler.
0: That's a difficult proposition because, you know, we've been working with some kayak anglers and it's the, the space management is such an important part of that game. Because you, you just, you you know, you just have uh, just a certain amount of room to work with. So you've got to, you've got to guess
3: right. Yeah, it, it depends on how far you're fishing from your your boat because, or from your truck or car right. or whatever, because I know some of the kayak anglers, if they, if they get to where they are and they're like, crap, I'm, I needed that buzz bait and I don't have any, they'll just paddle back to their car and go out and, and get it and then get back in their kayak and paddle back to where they're fishing. So it's not like they, uh, depending on where, where they are, if they have to make a long run, it's a little different story, but if they're fishing relatively close, then I know some of the guys do that, you know, during tournaments.
0: Yeah. I, I, I could see that too, but I know a lot of times they're also, you know, they're, they have to go, you know, long distances from the ramps that they're at in tournament situations in particular, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're paddling for a long time and, uh, yeah. It's, it's just a, uh, it's, it's a complex situation. So you've got to have a bait that can do a lot of different things. That's right. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's really, a, really great question. Josh, you got another question?
2: We do. Um, sorry, John, between I don't know if this is a joke or not, but John between the elite series and your bait company, how do you find time to coach the green <laughs> Bay Packers?
3: Oh, uh, it's easy. Um, <laughs> I've cloned myself and, A lot of people haven't gotten into it, but it's fun, you know, because you can double up on salary and job and be more productive in your life. Um, So that's cool. Yeah, I did that a few years back, and uh, I haven't regretted it because, uh, I like, personally, I don't feel the cold as much as my clone does uh, up there in Green Bay, so that's cool.
0: (laughs) You got to tell your clone to step up his game.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's just – got to be a therapist now with rogers and all his issues so interesting this is true that's so funny
2: um do you Tommy have Roger. any plans to make a beefier swim jig this person loves the mini swim jig
3: um i cannot have have kicked that around uh but we the next project is i'll just say is not that our, our next project is something a little bit different okay it's a lot a bit different but we're uh Uh, we're, we're working on that and hopefully we'll have something to show the world, possibly at ICAST. If not, it'll be, uh, maybe first of the next year.
0: Awesome. Well, John, let's give away some stuff. Okay. The, are you guys ready to do this thing? Yeah. Yeah. You guys uh, are in charge. I'm just, I'll follow (laughs) your lead.
1: We, so we ran a contest, uh, like we said on our social pages to, uh, to give away some missile baits. Um. I uh, I texted over the uh, the winner to you Johnny if you have your if you have your phone. Um since you are the man at Missile we figured uh we'd let you
0: uh
3: Oh, here you go. Let's shout it, it just out. In here. <laughs> just send it to me. Um So it the looks winner
0: like- of the of the $10,000 uh retail value prize pack.
3: <laughs> so it's the winner nice, is but it's really big. The winner is Sam Hanji from Auburn University fishing team, vice president. Auburn University. Congrats. That guy, awesome. that guy. Congrats.
2: Hey, Congrats.
1: Getting yourself a killer missile awesome. baits package. That'll have send a- him a
3: message. I'm look, I'm send him a message. He he likes to uh looks like he likes to bird hunt as well as catch giants. Giants. I'm gonna have to follow this cat here.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we met the boys from Auburn. Where did we meet them at the Classic? Yeah. East at the uh,
3: at the at the
1: Gunnersville I-Cast. Gunnersville Classic that we yeah. were all standing around the TV rooting on John, we're watching him we catch, go? watching him catch giant bass on on Gunnersville, and uh, he had a great finish in that. Yep. that, Classic. that yeah, Classic. a good in. one.
3: Third in that one. Yeah, I wish I I wish I could have put my knowledge, like the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years. I wish I could have put all that together for like the first couple classics that I fished there. Um, I, like I just realized that the door was so wide open for, for doing well. And I just kind of missed a few bites, but you know, you live and you learn, right?
1: That's right. You keep knocking on the door and eventually somebody answers, right? And you're,
3: <laughs> you'll, right.
1: you'll be back in the classics and keep giving yourself the opportunities. And eventually that door is going to, it's going to be open for you. Heck Yeah.
2: We have a like and share winner. Thank well, you. actually, in the spirit of the holidays, we actually have two like and share winners because these two gentlemen went above and beyond. So the two winners are Jeffrey Young and Sean Forrest.
0: Jeff Young, Jeff Sean, Sean Forrest. Sean. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Appreciate you liking and sharing the feed. Golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> Golf clap. And uh, John, appreciate you hanging out with us, man. It's always great Yeah, to man, I
3: appreciate you guys having me on. Um, good seeing all of you guys. And we'll, the, see you, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you in the computer hole thing. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're
0: gonna see you face to face, belly to belly here in uh in a couple weeks down at Gadsden, and um, yeah, Sim- looking, looking forward Carolina. to that. Looking forward to being back in the classroom uh for the first
3: time in three years. It's- yeah, that's gonna be cool. I think a lot of guys uh, and gals out there are gonna be hungry for that kind of information uh, in person, and I'm glad that you guys are. Able to have me at at, uh, at another seminar, and look forward to to seeing you guys and and all the people that uh, that show up.
0: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun, and we look forward to seeing you then. And we'll all be rooting you on ish uh, out on the opens this year, except for the tournaments that I'm in, because then we're all gonna be pulling for me. We'll, <laughs> um, we'll all be we'll be rooting for y'all there, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> y'all. Uh, awesome.
1: One one last question, John how how long or how many check ins? W- on the live feed did it take for pete's pants to dry out at the open uh how many say again how many how many how many like how long did it take how many how many check-ins with him until it seemed like the pants were dried out because when he was in Susquehanna, it looked like right right right
3: um i would say we checked in with him four or five times the the first few check-ins he was absolutely saturated. Um, and then you could tell he was drying out, and then like especially when you got back there in that cre- that little creek with the uh with the bridge you were flipping under. Yep. you looked like you were getting into your element, like you might have had just some mild moisture in the crotch area, and that was <laughs> it. Other than that, I think you were I think you were pretty pretty dry. Yeah, uh, that was
1: that was stellar work keeping us up to date on you know how how Pete was doing in the dry out process. That was yeah, we needed that. The fun,
3: yeah, the, we needed to have a meter, I, but we, we didn't have our graphics guy able to, to pull up a, a, a wetness meter for Pete. <laughs> his
0: pants. I, I don't know if I told you this, John, but my, uh, you know, Shelly and Jake had the feed, you know, they were they were watching and, and they were, you know, doing their thing. And, and when they tuned in or they, they missed the actual fall in oh, right? no. and they're but you, they heard the dialogue and it captured their both attention. They're like, oh my God, somebody fell in. And then, uh, and then you showed an image of me, and Jake, Jake said, "Uh oh, Mom, Dad's pants are wet." <laughs> <laughs> so they oh, were like, God, "That's awesome!" Yes they they didn't they didn't see it live, but they saw the fifteen thousand replays you guys did of it.
3: And so. When you and the best part, the best like in my like my middle image of the situation, you know, we're covering the tournament, we're into you know, who's catching what. And, and then, and then they go and in my ear. All I can hear is, all right, we're cutting to Pete Glusek. and he falls in the water? <laughs> and then we see it and I look over at Ronnie and Ronnie looks at me and his eyes got big. And I'm like, I, I don't know what's, what we're getting ready to see here. And then, uh, and then you, you went in the water. It was wild. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's so funny because it's a delay, right? So they prompted you. Yeah, they prompted
3: the- me what we we're going to see, but we didn't. We had not seen it and we didn't know the result. We didn't know if you had broken your arm or if you were just moist or what was the situation. We didn't know.
2: <laughs> it was a very graceful
3: fall. Yeah.
0: That was yep. fantastic. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure that was a factor. A broken arm might have uh, been even better,
3: you know? <laughs> it, <laughs> but you could not have had the top finish that you did. You, you had a really good finish and you couldn't have done that if you were injured
0: that's that's i i guess that's true
3: it was good to be able to come back to you while you were totally saturated and just watch you fish that was that was good (laughs) (laughs) i was
0: i was just soaked to the bone man i threw that i wadded up that drenched sweatshirt and just threw it down on the carpet and it stayed there wet all day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Good stuff. laughs> well we'll get the w next time john Ed, that was awesome thank you again for covering that and uh it, yes, it, sir. Made, it, it made it fun for me and uh especially go back and, and watch it and, and hear your reaction and uh and thank you for explaining that to the fan base who all thought that i was just uncoordinated and fell in for no reason so yep. I, I appreciate you
3: giving that explanation yeah, exactly. The, the the like, soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, cable broke. Yeah, been <laughs> there, done that. Yep, yep.
2: Well, I will say, a lot of people are saying they replaced their cable, preventative maintenance.
3: <laughs> yes,
0: I highly yep. recommend. You got to get you got to get lube in there on the little <laughs> bar, and you got to make sure that's covered. Look at your cable for wear and tear. I'll, that's right. I'll save a lot of people. You know, but. Hey, thanks so much. Good luck this year on the elites. We'll be watching. We'll be looking for the new baits at the Classic. Yes, sir. Uh, so much. Hey, we, cool Thank we got you one so more much.
3: new bait coming uh, very, very soon before the Classic. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that'll be. We'll make the announcement around first of the year. It may sh- start showing up at dealerships, dealers before then. All right. Now you got to give us a hint. <laughs> um, the primary use for it is on a chatterbait. That's all I'll Whoa.
1: say. Oh, Mm. Chatterbait trailer. Yep. You had my
3: interest. Now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you hit Rich right in his wheelhouse.
3: Awesome. Yes. Okay. Right in, the, in the old the old limit maker. Yep. There you go.
0: Well, <laughs> th- thanks again, John. Appreciate you. All good right. luck thanks, this year. Thanks Great again. Guys. John See y'all. Cruz, everybody. Thanks, John. Yay. <laughs> uh good stuff, that man. That was funny. Oh, that's so cool that a that a kid from Auburn. Yeah, that's awesome. Won the big prize pack. Yep. That's very cool. We have another prize pack that we're going to be giving away. Yeah. What will are be you up to, it. Jocelyn? What are you going to put together for it? I'm just
2: in the Christmas spirit. So I guess we're just going to be giving a bunch of stuff away. So keep an eye on All in.
0: right. If you didn't win this week, it's coming next week. Take advantage. If you haven't subscribed I want to just tell you, this is the, this is it, man. We've got an amazing opportunity yeah. for coming to us from Tackle Direct. They've made it virtually impossible uh, to say no. And join the easiest possible way to subscribe to TV. Get over there right now and get your sign-up annual, and you get an amazing uh, coupon from Tackle Direct. So go check that out, guys. And uh, you can also try it for 50 days free. So much going on uh, right now. At thebashuniversity.com, thebashuniversity.com, we have our classes for, and we've had these up for a while, Gadsden, Alabama, and Anderson, South Carolina. Guess what? We've added Athens, Texas, right outside of Dallas. That is up on thebashuniversity.com. You can get your tickets there now for Saturday or Sunday or both. And our speakers are going to be announced real soon. And are we going to announce our new site, Jocelyn?
2: We can if we want. Let's do it.
0: I think we're ready. Where are we going? We have a fourth Bastion University event. Yes. And we are going to be in Shreveport, Louisiana. Woo! Get the crawfish ready. We're going to eat some crawfish. We're going to I Louisiana, down to Bayou, and we Bayou. Have, we haven't been there for uh, for a few years, and we're so happy to be going back to Shreveport this year. So. We are going to be announcing all of our speakers and real get soon. your
2: tickets soon because right now you get twenty five percent off your tickets, but that's going to be ending very very shortly. Yes. So I would head over there as soon as possible. It's a great Christmas present. Um, give it to your son, give it to your dad, to your mom, your sister, whoever. But it's it's a great Christmas present. Also, if you're looking for more Christmas presents, we have a huge member benefit program. So go check out all the member member benefits.
0: A lot of stuff going on over there and and by the way are we get a lot of questions about our Bash university hats they're available on tackle direct yeah. uh right now you can go uh you can go pick up a Bash university hat uh for yourself or makes a great christmas present too That's so right. we're gonna be back next week some with some more bass U live uh riz what do you got
1: um one thing guys if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet the bass you tv newsletter um Sign up for it. It's bashu.tv/newsletter, and we actually started doing something cool in the newsletter, uh, which is the reason why I, I want to tell you again to sign up for it. And they there's an email address now in our newsletters, and that's for you guys to submit us content. Um, you can submit pictures of you fishing. You yes. can submit, you know, anything, anything you want, right? And and you know that that email or that content you're going to send is going to come directly to my email, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna feature our Bashu family on the social pages. So, um, guys get signed up for that. You might Um, bring you
2: on alive. We'll,
1: we'll put my, we'll put my, we'll, we'll put the email address that we're using for the content submission in the chat board there so that, you know, anybody who's watching can send stuff over, but guys, we want to feature you guys and girls. We want to feature the content, show you off. And, uh, you know, we want to, we want to see some big fish. And if you want to, you can take a video of yourself, holding your phone, and just tell us why you love to fish. That's something we also uh, really like to see, and we've been doing a little bit of that lately. Just we want to hear about why you love to fish, and we want to see the big fish you're catching that Bashu's helping you helping you get done. And uh, you know, it's it's Bashu consumption season right now. I'm I've this been this is the time. This is the time of year I've been back on the I've been back on the app heavy lately with the weather changing and getting colder more time in the house Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm listening i'm consuming and it's really really good stuff i (laughs) i i can't can't get over just recently i listened to the alex davis uh lipless crankbaits seminar again Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so awesome so awesome and it's like you know you think you know a lot about a technique and a lot about a, a you know a style of fishing and then you listen to one of these seminars and you pick up all this great information, so you know. Take advantage of it. Get signed up for bass. Yeah, get it gets you. It gets right. ready
0: for the season. If yeah. you're a beginning angler, there's a tremendous amount of knowledge there. Uh, intermediate to advanced, you, you, there's these little tidbits that the guys have learned yep. at the top level that you change. The, it changes everything. It cha- change from not being able to catch fish to catching them consistently to being able to contend in tournaments. It's those little details and it's all available over a thousand instructional seminars from the best guys in the business is available right now. And if you haven't, if you're a subscriber, download the app, we have the Bashu app. We don't think we talk about that nearly enough, but that's available. Makes it really fun and easy for you to watch on your phone and your mobile device, your iPad, what have you. So awesome to have you with us. Thanks again, John Gr- Cruz. Congratulations to our winners today. We will see you next week with another episode of Bash University Live. Have a great day, everybody.